You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. With the rain continuing to fall this week, as it has done for several weeks now, most sports were either cancelled, postponed or moved to other venues. I thought I'd catch up with a curator who is challenged with turning out Kiama Golf Course daily in a condition suitable for play. Unlike some other sporting venues in our region, Mark Yates' job isn't just about cutting grass. The management of the Kiama Golf Club is much more complex, so I asked Mark what strategies has he employed during our current weather conditions. Here's our discussion. So welcome, Mark, to Kaima Community Radio. Well, thanks for inviting me for the chat, Glenn. It's always good. So looking at over the course, all I can say is after being a member for 30 years is, wow, what a challenge you must have currently. To put things in perspective, how much rain has fallen on the course over the last month? It's a pretty hectic start of the year up until March. So January received 170 mils of rainfall. February was followed up with 480 and, and March was 824. Really? Our average for this area is around 1100 mils for the, for the whole year. And currently we're sitting at 1482 millimetres. So okay. we've already well su- surpassed our, our average rainfall. You know, I know we're nosing at home every yard I go to or my friends' yards and mine, just a quagmire. So you must be, uh, must be having some issues here. So knowing that you're well planned and the course reflects the excellent work that you guys do here, you know, how does this long uh, wet spell affect your maintenance schedule? Well, fortunately enough, we're, we are a sand-based golf course, particularly on the northern side of the, the golf course. There's no sideways movement. The water is all infiltration. There's a few hollows that, that hold a little bit of water for a period of time. The southern side of the golf course, uh, we get a lot of the urban runoff from the surrounding housing. We capture the road runoff through our repairing zones, through the, the dam setup we have. And normally we can take 100 to 200 mils of water, no problems at all, without anything exiting the golf course, but with the volume we've had now. So the southern side remains boggy. There's probably four or five greens that are difficult to maintain. They're getting a bit waterlogged and you don't really want to put a mower on them. It had adverse effects with scalping or tyre track so with the prolonged wet periods we're seeing a bit of algae on the greens but fortunately enough we had a, a pretty good fungicide program leading into this rainfall and I think at the moment it's just holding on although we've we've got a little stockpile of chemicals or fungicides in the shed to, to help us come out of this hopefully when the, the weather comes comes good. So what you, you've just at the moment you've got to put all things on hold so you're strict are you restricting play on the course? The, the only restriction is if the greens are actually underwater at the time. So fortunately enough for us, we've got good surface drainage, so we can have a downpour of rain and, and be open 15 minutes later. So the greens will flood quite quickly at the moment, but they also surface runoff quite quickly. So there's just a few crossovers like the 18th tee. That's sort of a, a little island at the moment, so it's hard to, to get traffic through there. We're restricted cart usage as well, just to minimise the turf damage. Foot traffic is no problems at all. So there's just, it's probably about more about play comfort and directing the players in the right direction to minimise the damage. But I think we're still open when the rain does stop with 14 holes on for foot traffic at the moment. So talk to me about fungus in the greens. I mean, this could be ongoing for a while. 
So what do you, you know, the grass is damaged by all of this or, or what happens? Treat grass as a living thing. You know, it's, it's getting waterlogged. It's a microclimate, so that water is, is staying there. It's not free draining. The root system is getting a bit clogged up. So it is detrimental to the turf. And also, yeah, it needs sunshine you know, to grow chlorophyll and yeah, produce you know, its, its growth habit, you could say, and recovery. At the moment, it's just like sodden and it's minimal sunshine. So the, the problem is, is that we'll come out of this. We have really not had a lot of humidity, I don't believe. So the humidity and the moisture in the surface is really what contributes to disease and that microclimate that sets the disease up. So the, we've got a windy day today, so that's sort of assisting us in that. But we've got to be careful coming out of this if we get high humidity and that moisture still in that surface. The disease spores could absolutely jump. So We're talking about black, black fungus or something around the toxicity of that in some of these places that have absolutely flooded. So it's not that, it's another, it's a disease of the grass, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well you get the, yeah, your dollar spot or your fusariums or your anthracnose, these are technical terms yeah. for, for grass diseases. Probably we've got black algae in our greens, but you know, five days of sunshine and, and that sort of takes care of itself. I've never really treated anything for algae. I'd say when the rain does subside a bit, we'll get some aeration out on the greens, depending on our calendar of golf we don't want to disrupt the golfers too much but yeah we'll definitely need to open the greens up some form just to get that aeration and the infiltration into that maybe you know six inches down just to break that surface tension so that's coring the greens you mean we're coring or solid tining just to break them open a little bit just get that air air back into them okay so we're looking out over the course as we speak there's water in spots and i've been a member here over 30 years that i've never seen before amazing um so you talked about drainage before. Yeah. How long do you think this will... I mean, I know it's rain-dependent, but yep. um, so why isn't it draining now? We're on, oh, I would have thought we're on a sand belt. And yeah, I think there's just a few hollows where you have an accumulation of organic matter and it's just created a layer, like a block sieve, okay. as an analogy, you know. So, yeah, the water will hold there. But once it does drain, if we put in subsurface pits or drainage, it, won't be, it shouldn't be a problem in the future. So it's just identifying areas that probably haven't been noticed before. Um, when you say you've been a member here for 30 years, speaking to Cole Kenning, who's been a member here for over 50. 50 and, years, yeah. And he's, we've had a chat about that, and he's never seen water laying to the right-hand side of the first before. He's seen the 10th underwater before the dam was built, but he's never seen water laying in, in some of the areas. But you know what? I, I consider us extremely lucky compared to other golf courses or, or other, other places, you know. So, and, so the place is a business, and you're yeah. saying we're lucky, I'm looking out, I can't see one golfer out there. And now I know the sun came out a minute ago, but yep. it's going to rain again very shortly. So um, tell me about some other courses. What, what's the go there? Uh, just some local courses I know, like Shellhaven Heads is pure sand and, and their drainage is excellent, but they, are, they don't get the urban runoff that we get. And, and urban runoff is our main contributing factor to our flooding of the southern side. Um, Port Kembler and Kembler Grange would be um, under water for a while. The water table at Port is, is pretty high. And again, no water exits the golf course naturally. It's all got to infiltrate. Kemba Grange, probably, yeah, depending on Mullet Creek and the inundation there. The front nine pre predominantly always flooded that I've always known, but um, not with this volume of water. It's just not going away. Okay, so. now, we said it is a business, and you've talked about Port Kembla and, and uh, 
the Grange not being able to play on it. I guess we're going to have a lot of traffic when the course does reopen fully. And uh, and so how do you handle that? There'll be a lot more traffic on the course? Yeah, it's hard to go from no maintenance during the rainy days and then try and catch up quickly uh, with the minimal staff, really, and, and trying to get out in front of the golfers and that. But most of the time, the golfers are respectable. The pro shop give them the heads up that we've got maintenance out there and, and you know respect our job and don't hit up on us. So that, that's okay. We're a pretty small golf course as a, as a whole, so it's not like we've got a lot of area to, to maintain and, and, and cut. But probably our, our, my biggest fear at the moment would just be potential tree damage and, and that sodden soil. Uh, and if we do get strong winds, um, you can never predict what's going to happen then. So. Well, the strong winds are, are predicted. Eh? They tell us 90 k's here in town yesterday. I didn't, I didn't think it was that strong. But no, I don't think it was that strong. I don't know where they take their measurements from. I, yeah. you know, when I was told 60 at another time, I thought, well, it could be 60, but um, I reckon 40, you know, it down here on the golf yeah. course. Well, in the scheme of things, if, we, if, if the rain stopped today, uh, I'd comfortable put carts out within... or have full golfing back on the golf course within sort of three days and have carts sort of back on play within five days and we achieved that about I think it was the middle of last week before this second rain event so I think we had five or six days where it was only minimal rainfall I look now and go 10 mils is minimal yeah. um, 20 mils is, uh, is minimal yeah. um, 1780 is sort of like oh that's a that's a decent drop had I've taken this two or three years ago 100 <laughs> percent we were dry I'd just like to be able to spread it out over, yeah, over a that's period right. of time and and not the volume I, I'm sure every golfing superintendent would stay to say the sta- say the same thing. So how do you, you know, where do you learn to to manage a course in these conditions? I mean, they can't you can't have had a, some sort of training on this. It must be your uh, skill and understanding of. I don't know. I don't think there's ever a day I don't learn something or review something in this job. Your best intentions are, you have your plans. Uh, they can then easily be blown out of, you know, like if you look at August last year when we had that the massive windstorm, or I think it was around the 25th of August, and we it took us a week to recover, and we had, you know, 12 full trees on the ground, and we followed it up four months later, five months later with torrential downpours of rain. Mm. So it's always throwing something at you. Your best plans aren't always achievable, but you just got to roll with it. You know, okay. like we're knocking down a big tree yesterday that was eminently going to fail and strong winds predicted so we took the measures out there we caused a little bit of turf damage but we got the tree down and it's now safe you know? and if we tried to achieve that next week with a full golfing field we would have had to shut two holes to achieve that so okay. take a bit of turf damage with the use of a bobcat and and heavy machinery but we got the job done and it's safe so okay. again just reacting to each individual situation so okay well given we're in a golf club we're in actually in the clubhouse now we've got some lovely ladies that have just turned up to have their morning coffee, and you can probably hear the coffee machine um, whizzing away in the background there. I'd just like you to recap, Mark, how much rain have we had again this year? We've had a total of 1,482 millimetres, and probably over the next couple of days, we're probably going to achieve the 1,500 mark. Our January, February and March were 170, 480 and 824. We've had... 53 days out of the 90 days of rain so far so better than every second day and at one stage we had 16 days straight where we had 814 mils amazing so well good luck thanks very much for talking to me today. Oh, there's a smile on my face mate still there is yeah. i'm amazed <laughs> there is I, 
Oh, I would have thought you'd be around kicking stones or nah, or kicking nah. mud mud piles or something. But uh, no, um, there's always someone worse, always. Yeah, yeah. And and we are fortunate that we will have our golfing members out back out here, and you know potential marriages saved. Um, <laughs> that's from both sides. That, I, I would agree with there's that. There's plenty of ladies in this golf course that that love to get out here and play golf, and yep. there's plenty of men who like to do the same. So. Yep. Um, yeah, potential marriage saver once we open back up and get some golfers out here. All right, well, good luck and thanks very much for talking to me today, Mark. No problems at all, thank you. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. In rugby league news, due to the condition of the sporting fields, the league season has been pushed back until the week of the 9th of April. I inspected Chittick Oval today and I wouldn't be surprised if play could not occur there for a few more weeks. Given, however, more rain is forecast, I suggest you keep contact with your club. In football, I'm advised that the season has been delayed five weeks until the end of April. Again, keep in contact with your club. That's all I have time for this week, but if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kaima Community Radio.